What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Thinking Project Podcast with your host, Dalton Jensen. And every Wednesday, you get a dose of inspiration through the amazing entrepreneurs and business owners that I bring on this podcast, including Scott Porter, who's the founder of San Diablo Churros and a serial entrepreneur. But let me tell you about San Diablo Churros for a minute. They're an amazing company. They are artisan churros that you can make at home. In fact, they sell little kits uh, where you can choose one of three favors. You can make them with your family. It's a great holiday gift or addition. And just for the listeners of this episode, you are going to get a code from the podcast to save you 25% at checkout. So when you go to sandiablochurros.com, you type in the thinking project, you can save 25% off that home kit to make delicious, delicious churros. So make sure you check that out. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. You guys make this all possible. I've had and we've had an amazing year on this show. Uh, Go check out my LinkedIn to see all the stats from Spotify wrapped. And of course, uh, just to see everything that's else is going on. Follow me on LinkedIn. But if you're listening to this on Apple and iTunes, make sure you hit that subscribe button, that little plus at the top right corner of your screen. Or if you're listening to this on YouTube, thank you so much. And you're watching and make sure you subscribe. All that stuff helps the channel. Yada, yada, yada. Now let's get into the show. Thank you so much for listening. Perfect. Ready? All right. Thanks for being here, Scott. Um, yeah, it's great to be here. Yeah. I, Happy I'm ex- Taco Tuesday and <laughs> Election right. Day. That's right. And Election Day. That's totally right. So <laughs> the first question I was going to ask you is, like, how do you find happiness in a business like yours? Like, how do you find, how do you find happiness in business? Mm. There's like so many different layers to that, that question. Um, I think the the there's the layer of happiness in actually doing the work. And then there's a layer that's, that's uh, happiness that comes from the moment that your, that your work is the, the fruits of your labors are received and, and hearing feedback. And then there's happiness that come from fulfilling like what you, it's very important for me to be involved in anything that I, that, that helps me realize my divine potential that I'm actually like moving forward in that. So that's like a very like deep and meaningful happiness. So, I mean, I can talk about all three of those, but (laughs) the first one is I, uh, I think just, I thrive in a place where I'm, uh, where I'm unlocked, (laughs) where I can like unleash my, Um, my creativity. I thrive when you give me a challenge and say, this has never been done before. Um, I love this idea of, you know, okay, let's start a churro business. Never done that before. Okay. Let's start an all you can fly membership airline. Never done that before. Let's try and create a nurse. Let's, let's make a nursing home someplace that actually is a positive experience for people. That type of challenge is just like I've, I have, I'm, like so determined to tackle that. And I love that sort of thing. So whenever that creative, um, this has never been done before, you can't do that. Or here's a blank whiteboard. How are we going to start an airline? You know, (laughs) like we're starting an airline today. What are we going to do? Um, I, that literally was the conversation, um, in January of 20, what was that? 2012. 
gosh, wow. a while ago. So, you know, and or we've never let's start a churro business. Well, no one's ever done that before. And so let's figure that out and let's create an experience that's actually anyone can sling churros. Anyone can make churros. But but we want to create an experience. We want to create an interaction and mm -hmm. something that's actually special and memorable. And so I love that. I love that. And that brings me that brings me a lot of happiness um on and really like and, and like unlocking all of that in our team like bringing a team together and harnessing them uh or or or, or having them harness their skills um to create something um that we can all get behind and that we can all buy into and something that's bigger and and uh, then all of us individually, you know, something that can make a lasting, important impact in the world. And so that brings me to the next one, which is like the happiness that comes from, uh, I, I was telling someone this just the other day. Um, <laughs> I had no idea how, um, there's two things. I had no idea how happy I would be giving someone churros that we made like it literally like just the other day i was with we we met the six sisters they're this oh. that do you know them they're yeah. they're like so amazing and they're hilarious and we were laughing so hard i met them for the first time at the pinners conference and <laughs> one of them like said um, I brought them uh, a couple of fresh six packs of churros to of our filled churros to eat, and they uh -huh. like lost their minds. And one one of them that was pregnant, she's like, "Oh my gosh, my baby just kicked inside." She was so happy, <laughs> and it like made me laugh so hard. I'm like, I've been in this business for six years, and no one's ever said that to me <laughs> that their baby was so excited for you to eat the churros because they're gonna. I mean, anyway, yeah. it was amazing. Um, and, and recently I was at, so, um, with San Diablo Churros, we were part of Goldman Sachs, 10,000 small businesses a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, really terrific, like 12 or 12 week boot camp really to create a growth plan for your business. And one of them was what we're doing now, the churro fiesta in a box, or that was our growth plan. So as a thank you to Goldman Sachs, there was a summit that we had a couple months ago in Washington, D.C., and they had all these like A-lister speakers, amazing. So like Michael Bloomberg, Gwyneth Paltrow, oh, cool. Marco Rubio, George W. Bush. Um, I mean, it's just like like insane, like high level of, of um, speakers that were there. And I thought, well, I'm going to give them, I'm going to, as a like, I want to give our churro fiesta in a box to some of these uh, to the speakers as a thank you. Yeah. Because it was Goldman Sachs 10,000 10, small businesses like that brought this about. And I, so I gave them to the organizers and I didn't really think anything of it, praying that, you know, like Ryan Reynolds or <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow would be, would be, would like make our churros, even though we were on goop, Gwyneth's goop. But, um, uh, so five days later, I get home five days later, an email pops up. Thank you from president Bush. And I was oh, like, whoa. and and his chief of staff wrote me in just a short email. He's like, hey, Scott, um, uh, I just got finished um, having dinner and dessert with President and Laura Bush. And um, we just made your churros. And they wanted me to pass along um, your their thanks and how <laughs> delicious they were. 
<laughs> and it's still like it's so awesome. Yeah. But the visual of President Bush <laughs> and Laura, like, hey, Laura, let's make churros. And they're like yeah. literally like making churros in yeah. their kitchen. So I wrote it back and I'm like, Freddie, please tell me you took pictures. <laughs> and I want to know, did President and Laura Bush actually make the churros themselves? Oh. Anyway, so I haven't heard back from him. But uh, like that, that's fun. That's yeah. like happiness. You know, when you when uh, we always say we want to capture those real life moments when people have the first bite of our churro and they're like and their eyes light up or they roll back in their head or they like, close their <laughs> eyes, they get weak in the knees, whatever it is like that first reaction. That's so fun. You know, yeah. it's like all of your hard work is like encapsulated in this moment of joy for 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 someone. Um I just got off the phone with one of my team members and uh, actually two of my team members, Brad and Camille, um, his, his wife, Camille, uh, Brad's wife, Camille did our scheduling for our team like four or five years ago. Brad was one of our first food truck managers and <laughs> now he just graduated from law school and, um, and he's, he just passed the bar in Nebraska. Oh, and, cool. and so I just caught up with both of them over FaceTime the other night and, and it was, it was so, I mean, it was, I mean, that was like amazing. Um, he said that, uh, as, as interesting as it may sound, he, he's like, I think I may have gotten the job because I worked for a churro business <laughs> in his law firm. He yeah. said that, um, like that's all they wanted to talk about in his interview. They're like, wait a second, you worked in undergrad like while you were going to school for a churro business, I yeah. want to know everything, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so, um, and now he's known as like the churro man within the law firm. And he's, I like, he's, he said that, you know, at that early stage, it was, we were really, we still are scrappy, but we were really scrappy and we were like pulling together resources from everywhere and, and mm -hmm. depending on people that we trust to do to be a great ambassador of our brand, to create these moments of joy and happiness. And, and, mm -hmm. um, and he was that. And so was Camille. Camille like got everyone together. And so they were like this dynamic duo that really helped, um, helped us grow and establish this foundation for where we are now. And, um, and so it was wonderful. That's another source of happiness <laughs> is this idea of like helping your team flourish, helping, helping provide opportunities for um, people at any stage in their life to, to continue to develop and grow and to be better humans. And so that's, that's really, that's really a huge source of happiness for me yeah. too. Wow. That's crazy. That's a crazy story because, um, I love, I love the Brad story about going into a law office and having that churro <laughs> thing that happened to me one time. So I was going to interview at, at an accounting Wait, you firm. work for a churro business right. too? No, oh, but, hold I, on. but it's, we <laughs> it's these weird like professions where like they're looking for any kind of light. Cause I went, I went to, I uh, worked at a, uh, or I went to interview at an accounting firm. Okay. And like, I mean, cause that's what I wanted to be for a long time. I got my degree in accounting and all that masters in finance and whatever. Awesome. And I was like, ah, let's go try it. So I interviewed at a couple of places and this place that I interviewed that was really fun. Uh, they looked at my resume cause it had like, I had been in sales and they're like, why is a sales guy interviewing here? And the, the one thing that they loved the most was I was a car salesman for a little bit. <laughs> and they're like, tell me everything. And we <laughs> talked and laughed. Like pull back the curtain. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. want to know. And, and we, he, he asked me like maybe two questions about accounting 
they verified my degree or whatever. And, but that was it. They're like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, numbers, yeah, yeah, yeah. but okay, I want get... you wait, you have a personality, right? They're like, like we want to, <laughs> they're <laughs> like, holy crap. They're looking for these, like those kinds of professions, lawyers, accounts, they're just looking for any kind of like light that they can break into these <laughs> sure. sad, sad places. Well, but... something that really differentiates, you know, yeah. and makes you, makes you, you know, stand out. Well, and that's, that leads up to the next question, right? Which is, um, this is all part of humanizing totally. business and oh, the yeah. experience of what we do, right? Because it, it leads, your business leads into so many other things. And I love that you brought that up because we're going to talk about your whole story, but talk to us a little bit about how to humanize business and how mm. to humanize uh, these, these paths that we think we're on that sometimes we get caught up in like business with money and power and, you know, affluence and all these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is, I have found in my experience and in working with, with like many, many others and seeing them in action, um, is that the businesses that actually are embracing the new, really this new economic era that we're going into and that we're actually in the middle of is this relationship based interaction based mm -hmm. economy. And so, so many of us uh, uh, grew up and, and businesses still exist with this mindset of consumerism of, um, like, um, like I give you, it's just transactional, mm -hmm. right? It's like, I give you money, you give me something and we're done. Yeah. We never talk again. We never talk or we don't care like right. about satisfaction. We don't care about creating or building any sort of, um, lasting relationship of any sort of, any sort of meaning. Um, and that those days are gone. Those right. days are gone. And, and, and it's, it's the businesses that are actually embracing and this rehumanizing of, it's kind of like going back to, I mean, <laughs> this may date me a little bit, but like little house on the prairie, you remember how <laughs> like, like they would go into the general store and Mr. Olson had these <laughs> recommendations like, yeah. Oh, I know like Dalton's going to love this new hat that came in. Yeah. And he'd be like, Hey, I just got this hat. You're going to love this. Yeah. Or he knows that you like a certain type of, um, food or whatever it is, you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That type of personalized touch is what makes such a huge difference. And we see that coming out of the pandemic even more so. It's like there was there was this weird um, social dynamic that happened where we were so isolated. And we just like longed for real human connection, you know? And, and that's still, it's just now even punctuated more. Mm -hmm. um, there's a recent survey that happened that is like, 71% um, of customers will lose faith in and lose trust in a business if they feel that that business puts profits over people. 71% mm -hmm. will no longer trust a particular business if they feel like they're just going to be used for money. Transactional. Mm -hmm. um, and, and like almost the exact same number, 70% of customers um, we buy based on how we feel. Mm -hmm. So if if you and I go into a restaurant, you and I go into, um, we, we place an order online, whatever type of situation that we're doing, if we, if, if we have a positive experience with that, there wouldn't, there's all sorts of amazing statistics, like uh, we'll spend 140% more 
So there's like a tremendous return mm -hmm. on, on any sort of investment that businesses make in, in creating a relationship, in mm -hmm. creating like uh, an interaction, um, and in personalizing and humanizing the experiences at every touch point. Mm -hmm. Um, there's another study that was done a couple of years back. Um, this one I love because it's so telling. Um, how many, okay, I'll ask you actually. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. how many CEOs do you think are, like what's the percentage of CEOs that feel like they, that their business is creating a positive customer experience? That they're like nailing it. Oh, that they're that, that their they business think is the CEO working. is the CEO believes how many what percentage of CEOs think that their business is creating a positive customer Probably experience? Probably 100%. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you must know a lot of CEOs. Yeah. Like we like yeah, everybody well everyone I just know thinks everybody. you're doing awesome, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's it's close. It's very high. It's yeah. 80%. Okay. And in reality, any guesses on what you think when they asked the customers of these same companies, how many of them believed that they were creating a positive customer experience? Oh, yeah, experience? it's probably like 20. Eight. Wow, that's crazy. Eight percent. That's bananas. Eight percent. Yeah. So obviously there's this huge gap between um, what, uh, you know, the CEO feels and believes is creating a positive customer experience and what is actually happening mm -hmm. in the trenches on the ground you know like at at base level of the organization what is going on to create that positive experience and so that's like that's the stuff that i i mean i'm obsessed with all of that mm -hmm. i'm obsessed with brand experience i'm obsessed with customer experience helping like ourselves in san diablo churros helping other businesses create more humanized interactions so that because we're we're that's what's going to win that's mm -hmm. why we love going to chick-fil-a that's why we <laughs> love going to trader joe's um when when yeah. i speak sometimes i ask i mean do you, do you go to trader joe's no what no you've I, never been to trader joe's i don't know i never have so but oh trader joe's is part of like uh the aldi's group aldi's is like a do you know what i'm talking about i Okay, no. it's a huge Tell Midwest. It's a huge, it's a huge mid Midwest thing. But like, uh, all, these, all these is really Trader yeah. Joe's is based in Monrovia, California. But but I, I think they might be in the same group because I've always heard like all the. But anyway, I don't okay. shop at Trader Joe's. I okay. used to shop at like their sister store. But oh, I've never. That's been the first I'm hearing of it. Yeah, but I yeah maybe <laughs> I don't know. Fact check that. Thing. Yeah, let's fact check <laughs> while we're on here. I've never. I thought they were. Private and and completely independently owned, but oh, um, maybe, maybe yeah, they ahead. do. Maybe okay, so this story's falling flat so far <laughs> because <laughs> because usually <laughs> <laughs> usually when I talk about Trader Joe's, like who loves Trader Joe's, and like uh, like everybody ninety percent yeah. of the hands go up, yeah. and they're like, like yeah, <laughs> and some people even like both hands, or they're yeah. like exclaim, and and I say okay. How many how many grocery stores do you pass between your house and Trader Joe's? Oh yeah, of course. And I'm like, seriously, count yeah. them. I want you to. I mean, in California and LA, it doesn't really work because they're everywhere. But yeah. like most places, it's like people are like, oh, they're like 10, 12. I'm like, yeah. why do you go to Trader Joe's? Yeah. 
well, and then they start listing the reasons like I, it's small, it has cool things. I feel like the people are super nice. They know me, they want to, you know, they go through this thing and it's, and it goes exactly back to this idea of they've created an experience. They haven't just, they're not just selling stuff. Right. They're creating it. And I have this like trifecta of an insane like customer experience, you know, build up that maybe we get it can get into. But (laughs) it's like they 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 go through this. um, They they treat people like people like Mm -hmm. humans and and they care and they're empathetic Mm -hmm. and they personalize and they create things that are memorable. There's the bell, there's the Hawaiian shirts, there's the like all the things that they do. They localize all the like artwork going into the bathrooms, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so all of these things create this special experience. And that's what businesses are that's are why we look to them as an example. Yeah. You know, um Chick-fil-A do you go to Chick-fil-A? Yeah, that's right. Okay. I do go to Chick-fil-A. Okay, okay, okay. I'm fat. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chick-fil-A is amazing. Um, uh, and um, well, what do you what do they say when you say thank you? Yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure, right? right. Which they got from Rich Carl Ritz Carlton. Absolutely. Um, but this I love staying at the Ritz. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, uh, but like the the fact that they um, I was going to mention that Chick-fil-A obviously is a different fast food experience than everything else out there. Right. Um, I mean, in and out is also a really great experience as well. Um, Chick-fil-A stands out. They make 4.1 million in, in, uh, per store sales every year. Yeah. Um, which is more than Subway, McDonald's and Starbucks combined. Right. And they have one seventh of the time to do it in. Yeah. And so you're, you're like, okay, if, if I'm like the CEO of Taco Bell or, um, McDonald's or (laughs) any of the the other fast food restaurants that you name, like there's no secret to what Chick-fil-A is doing differently. Right. We know everything they're doing differently. Yeah. But what's happening is that they're, they don't believe in it enough. (laughs) Well, they don't believe that they can create a positive humanized brand experience, even though they see the dramatic results that Chick-fil-A is getting. Yeah. And I think what's funny about, it's funny that you bring this up because I just barely got into the franchise world. Yeah. So Chick-fil-A, McDonald's, Starbucks, they're all franchises. Totally. What's funny about Chick-fil-A though, is because we get this all the time with people who say, um, you know, they'll look at, they'll look at like, I work for Dirty Joe. So they'll look at Dirty Joe and be like, you know, our franchise fee. So the average franchise fee in, in, you know, the industry is about 30 K. So ours is like 40 right now, uh, 39, five. And <clears throat> I have to be careful what I say because franchise law is crazy. Do you crazy. need to edit this out? No, or, no, no, okay. no. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is like, um, but Chick-fil-A's franchise fee is like 10 grand. So people are like, why would I go to you when I could go to Chick-fil-A? And I go, I go, that's cool. Go do it. Because Chick-fil-A gets 500 applications a year. Right. And they'll take 10. Exactly. And it's because of what you're saying. Because and they, you can't they're have it super, as an investment property. Right. You have to be an on the uh, you have to be an owner operator. You know, and operator. You, you're breading chicken. Yep. You're bussing tables. Because because of that experience that you're talking about, because they care about that so much yeah. that I'm like, I'm like, bro, if you can be 
the 1%, then you deserve a Chick-fil-A. <laughs> right. Because it's bananas how like yeah. how extremely picky they are. Yeah. And, the, and when you're talking about like, it's just funny because now I'm on the backside of this where like Subway, they'll put two Subways on top of each other and they'll cannibalize each other and they don't care as long as the as long as the top gets it, right? Which is this idea that you were talking about earlier, that if customers feel like it's all about the money, they're not going to spend as much. They're not going to frequent as Well, and as they're much. not going to be as loyal. Right, yeah. And I no one's I mean, talking about Subway over dinner. No, like, no, no. Right now, we're not talking about Subway. We're talking about the example of Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, no one is actively... Uh, is actively sharing. Oh my gosh, yeah. I had such an amazing experience on Allegiant Airlines. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They're actually probably saying the opposite, unfortunately. <laughs> right. A but lot of it's there. like, uh, but it's, um, you know, that that was what spurred all of this for me. This like yeah. complete obsession for this. When I first started working in a nursing home, um, out of business school at BYU, I, um. Again, it was this challenge of like, who wants to work in a nursing home? Yeah. And and not only that, but what the this particular the the business that I was involved in, like it was all a turnaround um, situation. So we would take over distressed properties and turn them around, cool. make them profitable, reputable, you know, like best in class sort of thing. And so the first nursing home was in the Pasadena area in California, and and we had it was bankrupt when we took it over. Jeez. 200 direct competitors within a 10 mile radius. We were 50% occupied. No one wanted to work there. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, and they like, gave me the keys and they're like, here you go. Like, right. make it, I mean, great. We had amazing support and a right. wonderful team to help us. Um, well, and 50% is low successful. in that industry. Oh, right? for sure. Yeah. yeah. You're trying to hit like 95, 90, Oh, yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. And yeah. have the right mix of patients that are there short term and long term. Anyway, long-term, so yeah. it's, um, so I remember what what was keeping me up at night was like, well, there are two things. One was, I don't have any money, so how am I going to market? Right. How am I going to get the word out with 200 direct competitors for the same patients yeah. um, and residents? And And the other was like, and that started me down this path of I wanted to study. So like we were saying, I wanted to study what Chick-fil-A and Disney and Ritz-Carlton and Trader Joe's yeah. and all these things are doing. So like they're creating something that's so meaningful and different and special that people are actually becoming raving fans. Mm-hmm. And 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 then you can mobilize all of your customers to be your best evangelist. This can be your most compelling marketing strategy. This can be your biggest competitive advantage. And so I was like, oh gosh. So I became this voracious student of all the things that they were doing, began to like develop this system and framework that put, uh, like combined a lot of the things that they did together so that, um, so that we could, I'm like, gosh, we got to, Let's turn mission care and rehab around. How are we going to do this? And so we started doing all of these things. And these were simple things that humanized that experience. Let me give you an example. So in, in healthcare, oftentimes it's like, um, it's, uh, they will tell you, um, you know, like room 5B needs their, that needs an IV. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, 17A needs their diaper changed. Um, whatever the situation is. And, and we would, we would stop that immediately. We're like, here, we call people by name. They're humans. Um, we don't refer to them by number. 
Um, we want you to smile. We want you to have <laughs> eye contact. We want you to, everyone answers call lights. And even me, I can't do an IV. I can't, um, you know, do very clinical things. I'm not a clinician, but mm -hmm. I can answer a call light, which is the biggest source of complaints in nursing homes is yeah. that a call light goes on and no one comes for like half an hour, right. you know? And, um, and so our mantra was everyone answers call lights because it's everyone's job to take care of our residents. Yeah. If you're the janitor and you see a call light, you go and answer that call light and you go and get someone that can help them if it's a clinical need they have. Mm -hmm. And so, and we would, and we would hold our hand, they would hold our, our team would hold our hands to the fire. Uh, Elizabeth and myself, she was my director of nursing. And we said, look, if you ever find us <laughs> passing a call light and not answering it, we have to give you $25 out of our pocket right there. <laughs> and so you better believe like everyone's watching to see if we're going to do that. Yeah. And if we actually practice what we preach and if we actually care as much as we say we want them to care. Mm -hmm. And so there were a lot of like systematic things that we put in place that helped reinforce this idea of um, we care about we care about humanizing this experience. Mm -hmm. um, we want everyone that comes in, gets a warm greeting, a fresh bottle of water. Uh, you know, our floors are shiny and yeah. you can <laughs> shave in them if you want to. Or um, like we, uh, every doctor that comes in, we have their favorite chocolate bar there waiting for them. Um, so little by little, we had, it took us about a year, but we went from bankruptcy to four and a half million in revenue in just a year's time because our team was focused on humanizing yeah. and elevating and creating a, an experience that's so different. All of a sudden, we're like the recruiter of choice or the employer of choice in the area. Um, we, we're like 90% occupied. We have a really great reputation in the community. Um, we, uh, and you know, we had doctors that were referring their mother or father to come and be a resident with us. Wow. And you know that like, if that's happening, this is the word that's spreading around yeah. in the hospitals within discharge, with the discharge planners, with other people that are placing residents. And so it was, uh, that's when I, that's when all of this unlocked for me. I'm like, whoa, this works. Yeah. This is like a catalyst for not only making a very important difference in the lives of your team and your customers, but this is like, this can drive amazing, insane business results mm -hmm. as well. And you just have to fully commit. Yeah. You can't be like partially in or as the CEO, you can't outsource this to someone else. You can't say that, sure, everyone on your team can take different roles in helping to reinforce and to motivate, reward, and recognize, but like ultimately the CEO has to lead out like, no, 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 this is, this is what we do. <laughs> like there was a C, the CEO at Chick-fil-A said, no, 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 we are saying it's my pleasure. And so yeah. that's why, and, but the fact that when those employees say, um, my pleasure in Sandy, Utah or in North Carolina, right that's not by accident. That's obviously represents a lot of systems that were put in, excuse me, put in place over, over, you know, all the different functions of the business that are continually <laughs> reinforcing that. Yeah. Um, and, and that is, that's the secret sauce for creating this like elevated and humanized brand experience. That's going to transform your business, transform your business. I, um, 
Yeah, a while <laughs> a while back, several years back, I started a podcast called Taco Incidents, oh, where nice. I interview um, <laughs> and have tacos with CEOs, yeah. um, and we talk about their the the their culture that they've created in their company and the, the humanized experience that they've, they've created as well. Yeah, and be it's been so, so enlightening, so fascinating to hear um, like firsthand uh -huh. why they did it, how they did it, what hiccups they came up against and what they're doing to, and, and what the results have been. Because really this is the other thing that was keeping me up at night is that like, <laughs> As as CEOs, leaders, we like say maybe if we've done the hard work, we say what like our mission and values are. Yeah. And we frame them and put them on the wall <laughs> and we say, oh, this is what we believe in. But how <clears throat> what guarantee do you have that that your team at every level of your organization is helping to bring that mission and value, those mission yeah. and values to life? Yeah. What are how do you keep them? How do you get them on board? Right. Bought in? Yeah. How do you keep them motivated, rewarded, recognized? And that requires a tremendous amount of effort and focus. Now, it's not expensive. Right. Well, I, I mean, I think a lot of people feel like it's daunting and because yeah. it's like expensive, but it's not. It's just putting the systems in place and keeping that consistent yeah. reinforcement of all of that so that if someone says, you know, you're welcome at Chick-fil-A. It's like <laughs> you just gently correct them and say, oh, here at Chick-fil-A or at like a Disney, yeah. for example, you know, they talk, they call each other cast members, yeah. no matter whether you're the janitor or you're Cinderella, yeah. you you're know, a cast member, you're yeah. a cast member because everyone is on stage all the time at Disney. Yeah. And so anyway. I, well, I know I, so the thing that always got me with these buzzwords, we have like, right the, like the, these, these LinkedIn buzzwords is what I call them for a long time. Like culture, sure. value, yeah, like yeah. These, everybody, if you had culture value and like some other LinkedIn buzzwords, <laughs> like your post was going to go viral because everybody thought you were smart. Right. And so, <laughs> I, so they always bugged me though, because they were like, everybody used them, but then nobody would talk about like, Hey, this is what you do. Right. So the most enlightening conversation, and you alluded to this, but the most enlightening conversation I ever had about culture was actually Sydney Tetro. She's the CEO. Oh, of she was on my podcast. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. And and she talks about She's amazing. She talks about culture is what you tolerate and what you celebrate. And I was like, that's it. Mm. I, we could have stopped it right there because I was like, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, because it was just what you were talking about. Like, you can put it up all on the wall, but like, what are you tolerating and what are you celebrating? Like, right. Are you letting people stay on the team totally. who totally go against that? Yeah. And then are you letting people who do everything like Take it, right? Yeah. Or like, you know what I mean? Totally. And, not, and not do anything. And so I was like, dang, that's crazy. Right. Culture, now culture makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And like, now you know, it's not so much about what you pick, it's about how you enforce what you pick, right? Totally. Well, and not only that, but like it, what, um, what you tolerate, it's like culture is going, your internal culture is already there. Yeah. It exists. Like it's just whether or not you want to have an influence in that culture <laughs> right. and whether or not you want to actually architect that yeah, and have and, and guide the direction of that. Or are you just letting it happen? Yeah. Which right. is more times than not, we just let it happen. Yeah. We let the culture say what it, you know, it, you know, it's funny about that too, because so deliberate being deliberate and intentional about if you've put in the hard work to determine what your mission and values are, 
than than being deliberate about like okay this isn't just these aren't platitudes this isn't like mm-hmm. something just to to put on the walls to say that For we like have it or <laughs> yeah i mean yeah, yeah. that's like useless right yeah, yeah i mean so purpose-driven ceos embrace this idea of okay, no, I really truly believe this. Mm-hmm. Like if we're trying to create joy for people, you make different decisions than if you're just like, let's make churros. <laughs> right, yeah. You make different decisions. Right. You care. You buy better butter. You care about grinding your cinnamon for mm-hmm. your cinnamon sugar instead of buying powdered cinnamon. Like you care about little things. I, I'm a huge fan of Roan. Do you know Roan Apparel? yes. Yeah, so and Nate Checkett yeah, and Nate Ben and right. their team, they're so amazing. Yeah. Um, and I love, uh, so I i love to wear their stuff to any time. I'm actually wearing Roan <laughs> pants right now. But um, uh, in the, their, all of their shirts on the flip side, underneath the seam right here, they have some sort of motivating like, that's cool. You know, yeah. There is no defeat, sort of like yeah, it's just some motivating, cool little, yeah. Um, uh, oh, that's he- hero esque, you know, comment. Now, this is not comment, but like um, quote or quote or, or like, yeah. like kind of like a what are those called? Um, fortune. Yeah, yeah, thing, okay, you know, yeah, yeah, totally. Those, yeah. So this one, and and you, like, I literally still kind of look at them every time I. They're cool. Yeah, well, and 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 I thought so much about that. Like that is extra effort. Yeah. They had to think about the what they were actually going to print on the underside of the clothing. So this <laughs> right. isn't for other people to see. This right, is for, for the you. user. Yeah. So it also tells me it's like their whole thing is about the pursuit of um of um progress. Yeah. Pursuit of progress. And so they, they want to, they, it's like, I'm like, oh, they know me. They like, I care about these things. Like I want to be a better person. I mean, they're, they're all about, I mean, their target audience is men. So I want to be a better man. I want to overcome. I want to have victory. I want (laughs) to like, like all of these things that speak to me. Yeah. And, um, and, but it's extra effort. I mean, and it's probably considerable amount of extra cost. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure when they went to their Would printer you? and they're like, okay, wait, you want us to put this on the underside, on the seam? Yeah. Okay, well, that's going to cost you X, Y, Z. And they decided that ultimately that was important. Yeah. yeah it's, because it reinforced their cultural values. Right. And, and I mean, you look at Cotopaxi, for example, Questival. Have you ever done a Questival? No. Do you know about them? No. They're these, like, they're the, these, um, <laughs> uh, uh, service adventure scavenger hunts for 24 hours and you you're in teams and you're all wearing your Cotopaxi backpack and you get these challenges <laughs> and you cool. race around the city and try and compete well you're competing but you're like doing good and you're yeah. like experiencing tangibly what the brand is all about adventure and and like seeking you know helping other people their whole thing is do good so yeah. it's like all of these cool challenges that they give you to do and it is literally like a living embodiment of what their brand wants to do. That is a massive undertaking. Mm-hmm. They did festivals all over the country, like massive events where thousands and thousands of people would go. Um, huge cost, huge undertaking, but it was this embodiment and it helped them to create this community of humans that were like-minded. 
you know, mm-hmm. and it humanized their brand and made it very tangible and real. And so it's just, it's, it, again, it's like that, what Sid said, the, mm-hmm. you know, the re and the re what you reinforce yeah. as your culture, you right. know, and, 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 and how that translates internally with your team, but also externally, yeah. how, how are you, how are you reinforcing and helping people feel the joy uh, and feel the 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 power of your mission and values. Well, you know, it's what's always been crazy to me is <clears throat> so I, I learned this principle like crazy enough. Uh, people always think cars I, and car salesmen get a bad rap. They're up there with attorneys for good reason, <laughs> right? <laughs> but like, I learned this in when I was in the car business. We had a really good. So we I worked for Honda and Mercedes. Cool. So both like pretty high end. Like Honda's not a cheap consumer brand car. Sure. And Mercedes is one of the more expensive luxury brands, yeah. right? So, but working at them, it was very similar, but obviously there was a difference between buying a Benz and buying a Honda. Like there's a big difference. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But we, in both places though, we learned about this, they called it the Roos Chris mindset, mm. right? Of like knowing that you, knowing what you're worth, but then acting like it, right? Like you can't, you can't go to Roos Chris uh, and ask for an Outback steak, right? Because like, please, they don't yeah. have it. Yeah. <laughs> there's like i have something better for you right, right. you know what i mean and uh, it's just so funny because to me i learned that in the car business and we did the same thing with dealerships we'd like go in and we we present this training and be like no guys you you got to listen like you have to be different and i remember with this salesperson that we had one time and he was like uh he was like i get so many customers coming through the door and they're all jerks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, look, I've been doing this. By that time, I'd been doing it for like seven or eight years. Yeah. And I was like, I've had the customer that you're describing, the way that people are treating you and the customer you're describing to me has happened to me maybe once or twice in my entire seven seven years. Yeah. Right. And you're telling me this happening every time. And he goes, Yeah. And I go, All right, well, let's I was like, let me and let me role play. And of course, you know, he was all nice and whatever. And so I secret shopped him. Mm. And I was like, <laughs> a secret shop and it was ter- it was like ter- he was just anticipating that people were going to be do- mm, douching you know what i mean that, yeah, like yeah. so if you <clears throat> if you think somebody's going to act a certain way you're going to treat them like that sure right yeah so if you self-fulfilling so if you, prophecy right 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 yeah, right. Yeah. but it was like so real because i taught him these things <laughs> i was like no i was like why don't you just approach them and not expect anything mm. like not expect that they're going to buy not expect that they're not going to buy not expect that they're going to be in a bad mood or not right like why don't you just like let whatever's going to happen happen and just treat them like a person? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, let's just Listen start there. Yeah, and I was care. like, <laughs> I was like, and let's just start there. <laughs> yeah, and like his sales went through the roof almost immediately, and then we fixed a couple things yeah. and fixed and and. But it was like, it's this conversation that we're having about like just treating people like humans. And my whole thing with sales training, like when I teach sales, is like, I I, I call it like an empathy based approach. Oh yeah, which is like, you just got to treat people. Yeah. Right, like how. You know, they, and the, and the golden rule is always like treat people how they want to be treated. But, but I always just say like, treat people how, um, or, or excuse me, treat people how you would want to be treated. And my golden rule is like, treat people how they want to be treated, mm. which is like, yeah, I love that. which is like, dude, just give, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and empathy doesn't mean you give huge discounts. Right. It doesn't mean we right, bend right. the rules. It doesn't mean any of that. Like right. we can have boundaries and we can set the right standards and expectations and we can have a killer product 
and we can ask all yeah. the money for it yeah. and still treat people like people. Totally. Well, and and um, Clay Christensen, you know, yeah, a, yeah. M- one of the most brilliant business minds of our generation, um, uh, talks about this most simple principle of the job to be done. Yeah. I'm going into a place because I have a job to be done. I need to get, I don't know, like I need to get a block of cheese. Yeah. I'm going into a store and I have to get, a, that is my job. <laughs> I'm, I'm like on a, you know, I'm going to a car dealership. I need yeah. to buy a car. That's my job to be done. When people call us, they like want churros for catering for their wedding. Yeah. They're like, they, they want food at their wedding. That's their job. Yeah. And so we get, we we're like blessed with the opportunity to be able to yeah, try and answer that need, right. you know? Right. And so this is where I think many businesses miss opportunities because, yeah. because oftentimes what we'll do is like, Oh, thanks so much. Or, or, or they're like, Oh, I can't, uh, your, your churros are too, they're, they're <laughs> out of my budget. Yeah. Right. And, and we're like, Oh, okay, thanks. Well, good luck. No, 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 no. Like if we want to be a trusted advisor, yeah. if we want people to come to us for any advice, like it's, it's like, okay, well, let's see what we can do to work with you and work within your budget. And, and if it's still not like, even just the other day, someone was saying, you know what? Oh gosh, it's not within our budget. What do you think we could do? Well, we also have our take and bake option, but then Mm -hmm. you have to have your own team members do it. And they're like, Mm -hmm. that's not going to work. And, and I said, now look, I don't always recommend this, but if you are dying for churros and you have a really tight, tight budget, I mean, maybe go to Costco and cut them up into little churro pieces <laughs> and like yeah. i mean it's not going to be our fresh filled churros that we make for you with all yeah. of the you know the excitement and the cowbell and the love yeah. and the you know everything that we do um but if you really need churros like that's a that's a that's great a option, option. Yeah. you know and and i think that when i actually joshua ra that's just sits right over here uh-huh. he um He's, he's helped me so much with Amazon things. And I've actually told him, I said, Hey, um, and, and I said, really, we're not at a stage when we need like your caliber of services. And so every once in a while I'll hit him up with like, he'll help me up with like one quick thing. And now I go to him with just quick things. I, I don't want to abuse that trust and that (laughs) confidence, but I go with him like quick things and he helps. And I'm like, you know what? And I told him the other day, I said, you have become a trusted advisor. And like, I, I hope you know that when I do need those services, I'm yeah. coming to you because I now know I can trust you. Right. And even though I, I can't pay you for what the services you have right now, right. I will come to you in the future. Yeah. And so I think that the more that we as businesses and in all of our interactions, we can become those people that listen and care yeah. and like help you do what you need to get done, even if you can't provide it for whatever reason. Right. Like you're you're helpful because you care. Yeah. They're like a human. Uh, and, yeah. and you're not just thinking about like, oh, next thing off my list. Okay, you can't get churros with us because you can't like you can't afford it. Okay, great. Well, next, next call, you know. Yeah. No, no, no. Like we want to care about people. Right. We want we want to help them do what they need to get done. Yeah. Um, and at least provide resources, help, you know, yeah. Yeah. if we can't do it or if it's out <laughs> of our, our wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 
I, I can I share with you? You're you may want to become a Trader Joe's fan. Can I share with you three, <laughs> like super yeah. quick examples of yeah, how this is like how this is like so punctuated to me? Yeah. So this first one is. I love the plantain, plantain chips at Trader Joe's. I was at the one in just off of Trolley, and I'm like over there looking at the plant, and I noticed these like coconut crispy things, mm -hmm. and I was like, oh my gosh, these look really delicious. So I was I was studying the bag. I turned it over and I was looking at it, and the this guy stocking the shelves right next to me, Trader Joe's team yeah. member, says, "Have you ever tried those?" And I said, "No." And he says, "Well, why don't you open them open them up and give them a try?" Yeah, and I'm like. Okay, <laughs> great. I'll do it. So I opened them up. I try. I sampled them. I and they were delicious. I'm like, yeah. these are gonna be great on my Greek yogurt every morning, sort of thing. I'm like, so I grabbed two bags and I went up to go. I thanked him. Went up to go purchase it. As I'm going to purchase them, his manager crosses my path, and I overhear this conversation. And his manager says, "Hey, Alex, so." One of our customers has a flat tire. Could you go help her change her flat tire? And he's like, oh, absolutely. So he puts down what he was doing and like basically like skips out there to go help her. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, change yeah. her flat tire. And I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah. This guy's amazing. And I want to have a million Alex on my team always. Right. Yeah. And so I buy my things and I'm that guy that's, I, and so I like walk out and I look for, I want to find Alec in the parking lot changing this tire yeah it took a picture of him and and uh and i was talking to him and he's just like changing his tire big old smile on his face and just like yeah. so happy to be able to help this customer change your tire and and i said alec what why are you doing this what is this all about and he said totally brushed it off and he's like this is just what we do at trader joe's yeah it's just what we do i'm like this was not in your job description, right. I don't think. Ability to change tires. <laughs> right. I mean, who knows? Maybe with Trader Joe's it was. But <laughs> like the idea that, again, putting, reinforcing this culture at all levels of the organization so that, the, like, now, no, one, no one's ever changed my tire at Trader Joe's. <laughs> but yeah. I know that they would. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I know that they care about me. Uh, and they care about all of us, yeah. you know, as like they, they're, they're going to help us in whatever we need and whatever yeah. they're able to help us with. Yeah. Um, I like that. And so I share this example <laughs> and then Emily comes up to me after, after, you know, one, uh, one time when I was sharing this and she says, okay, you're never going to believe what happened to me at Trader Joe's. I said, okay. She said, so we were checking out. And the Trader Joe's cashier asked me, how was your day? <laughs> Which is, you know, normal question yeah. for them. And how do we normally respond? We're like, good, fine, whatever. Yeah. whatever. And she's like, no, I, was, I decided I was actually going to tell him what happened. And so she said, well, it was awesome. We just bought a car. <laughs> and the cashier reaches around behind them, grabs a bouquet of flowers and says, congratulations, and gave them a bouquet of flowers right there. That's cool. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Amazing, right? Yeah. And so so then what what the cashier didn't know, Emily is like a, an influencer. Yeah. And so she takes a picture of her Trader Joe's bag and um 
uh, so that the, you can see the flowers and she posts it on Instagram and she has like, you know, 25,000 followers or something. Yeah. And, um, and someone else pointed out, like, what's really interesting is that they just probably spent, I don't know, maybe 30 to $40,000 on a car that day. But what are they posting on ins- on Instagram? Yeah, yeah. They're posting about the free flowers they got right. at Trader Joe's. Yeah. Because that person was celebrating them. So yeah. when Sid talks about like the culture that is celebrated, yeah. That that culture of at Trader Joe's, it's human. They celebrate you as a human and then you then want to celebrate them. Yeah. And so you actively are evangelizing about them and how amazing they are. And hopefully you're going to go to Trader Joe's on your way home tonight. <laughs> Get some snacks, man. Yeah. But, um, you know, and then the other, the, then several months later, I'm like scrolling through Facebook and I see this sign of Trader Joe's and flowers. And I'm like, are you serious? I stop and it's my friend. Um, and she said, you know, I'm so grateful for the kindness that was shown to me today. I was on my, I was checking out and they asked me if I had any fun plans for the weekend. And, and I said that I was actually going to my dad's funeral. And, and, uh, and so I, I left the store and, and then someone from Trader Joe's comes running out and, um, and hands me a bouquet of flowers and says that I had some, some unfortunate news and, and maybe this could help brighten my day. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. all you need. For That's amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> That's what it's that all about. That is what it is all about. Yeah. And I just believe that um, for all of us as business leaders and whatever type of influence that we have in our lives in with any brand, mm-hmm. that could be our business brand. It could be our, our where we volunteer brand. It mm-hmm. could be our... Um, church brand that we're involved in. Yeah. It could be our family brand, our personal brand, whatever that brand is. You and I have an opportunity to to create something that is special and makes a difference in people's lives. And and I believe that that's also an not just an opportunity but a responsibility. Right. Um, to do to do more good in the world and to help. Um, I I think that if we can if if all of these micro interactions that we have as business do something to lift the the happiness of someone else, you started with happiness, um, the happiness. Um, I think that imagine what we could do, um, lift levels of self-worth. If that, like if someone was with us, you know, in getting churros at our food truck and, and we were extra kind because we said, Oh, your glasses are really cool. And I, ring the cowbell or I said, nice haircut, <laughs> yeah. you know, to you. And, and, and I right. can say that only bald yeah, people right. can say that, right? right. <laughs> this is part of the, the club, uh, yeah, club talk that we do. Yeah. But it's like, if I'm saying, so maybe that person was actually like really depressed that day, maybe yeah. something happened really sad. And for a moment they felt like someone cared. Yeah. So and that's where I think as business leaders, we are influencing millions of micro interactions every single day. So how can we elevate that? Mm-hmm. How can we create a more um, humanized, personalized, caring brand experience mm-hmm. and for positive impact in their lives, in our lives, everyone's lifted, yeah. right? And that's what 
that's what this is all about for me. Yeah. I like that. I, so before we, before we end, cause that just reminded me of something. So not to like to my own horn, cause I've talked about this a few times and I'm really excited to like get it started, but I do, uh, we just got everything approved and, and signed and we're going to go out there uh, in a few weeks when I go visit my family. But, uh, for my high school, alma mater high school in my, in my really small hometown. Um, so the backstory is my hometown, like really didn't know what entrepreneurs were. Like you didn't like, nobody knew what a salesperson was or anything. Where, like where's your hometown? So a little town in Iowa. Oh, cool. Like Southeast Iowa. So like your farmers, yeah, factory yeah. workers, like just awesome. the backbone of America. Yeah. They thought that salespeople were sleazy, right? Or whatever. Con artists or whatever. <laughs> and there's a whole funny story behind that. But I got I got a scholarship approved down there. It's the entrepreneurship scholarship, the future entrepreneurship scholarship. Amazing. And it's a, and it's different than other scholarships because I don't feel like if you want to be a business owner or an entrepreneur, you can't just write an essay yeah. and then let somebody draw out of a hat. Like you got to work. And so the reason it took us a little bit to get approved was because it's a four week challenge. So everybody signs up and then we do four weeks of like these games hmm. uh, where they earn points. But the, but the funny part is, is the last week is, uh, I, the, the first three were sweet and we got those really fast. I have a team that helps me got those really fast. And the last one we were like, what do we do on week four? And I was like, it, it took us about a week, but I was like, I know what we do on week four. We do the do something good challenge on the on week four where they take everything that they learned and made I love it. in, in yeah. the three weeks and they do something good. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, it's just super exciting because we've had a lot of people like we've tested this in other programs and, to do something good challenge is always unreal, mm. but it just sets people up for this idea of business and entrepreneurship. If you get in it for transactions, you're going to fail. Like if you get in it for the money, it just it's isn't going to work. Yeah. It's just not going to work. It's empty. Yeah. yeah. And even if you do succeed with money, like whatever that word means, right. But even if you end up making a million dollars because you got companies like Enron who, who gets at the top, right. But it all just comes crashing down because like eventually it can't sustain itself. Right. Because you're not, because like that energy isn't out there. Like mm-hmm. you're not getting people on your side, right? Like yeah. it, it isn't working. And, uh, and people have, you know, I'm not, I'm not super like, <laughs> you know, crystally or whatever, like, but there is energy and people can feel you mm. when, when you have bad intentions. hundred percent. They can just taste it. Yeah. They're like, something's not right. Well, and the flip side of that's true too. Yeah. You know, like they the, can, yeah. they can absolutely feel the positive energy that you exude and like, and the good intentions. And, and, the good intentions. Yeah. and I think that that they're they're also forgiving. Like when you fall on your sword, like we don't do everything perfect at San Diablo Churros. Right, right. Like we mess up sometimes. And it's like when we say, look, I'm so sorry that that happened. Yeah. Whatever it was, you know, like yeah. the churro filling didn't get all the way to the bottom or or even something more serious, like yeah. whatever it is. But like you, you actually care and empathize, like you were yeah. saying earlier, and you say, I'm sorry, that's the worst. Like I would, I would hate that too if that happened to me. Right. Here's what, how would, the, can I help remedy this situation? Mm-hmm. How can, you know, and if you want to give us a second try, like here's here's something to, you know, we'd love to see if we can rectify things for you and and well, try and make it better. But it, the yeah. idea is like and, and and more times than not, I've felt that people 
when you respond with empathy and with yeah. positivity, like they, they not every time, like sure. those one star reviews where you did something wrong and even though you do everything right and you refund and you yeah. apologize and everything, not all of them turn into five stars. Right. But, um, and there's still some of those like hanging out there like, <laughs> like yeah. you know, and like you, you don't like that. But um, more times than not, people are also people. Right. And they are, they'll, they'll honor the fact that you are trying to make it right. Yeah. And that you care and that you're empathetic and they'll cut you some slack. Yeah, they will. Yeah. You know? And, and because for the most part, it's like, I know that they're going to do the right thing. And I love the, but, but here's the cool thing about the, what I heard in your story. And that is you just do the right thing for the right reason. Even if that one star doesn't turn into a five. We're right. going to do it every time. Right. Because we because it's the right thing to do. Right. Or even if they get a car and you give them a bouquet of flowers and they're not a social media influencer, it's still the right thing That's, to do. It's still right. Yeah. They're not going to. Yeah. You're not like saying, okay, <laughs> I hope that if I like, like <laughs> knee jerk reaction, give them okay, that like they have 300,000 followers and they, uh, yeah, they post no, about it's me. like yeah. they literally, they're doing it because they care about right. that person in that moment. Yeah. yeah. Not because of any ulterior motives. Uh, I love it. And it's so powerful. Yeah. And so, yeah, let's just, I, I, I just dream of a world where, where, where all of us um, can, level up that brand experience that we can all humanize that yeah that we can um learn from the simple things um that's why i use the taco experience (laughs) as this like super unique unexpected master class on how to humanize a brand experience because it's not the ritz carlton like you said earlier it's like well we all love the ritz carlton right and well, sure, they have a lot of money. They have a lot of resources to be able to create yeah. this magical experience. But a taco experience, like I have felt just as much a VIP mm-hmm. at this taco shop in East LA or in Mexico City because they remember my name. Yeah. They look me in the eye. <laughs> They're like chopping the meat right there in front of me. Like, how's your day? Like, how do you want your tacos? You want them with everything on it? Yeah. Or, you know, and, um, and they remember what I ordered, you yeah. know, and all of these things. So that's why for me, the taco experience is this, of course, it's like the most delicious thing in the world, but it's yeah. also like one of the most unexpected sources <laughs> of, of truth when it comes to humanizing a brand yeah. experience because they care. Yeah. And it's like this, they're creating this elevated experience in the most unexpected place. Yeah. And, um, and so, and that's for me, that's what all of this is all about is how can we help each other with, with very simple things and frameworks and systems to actually create something that's consistently human yeah. and that will have not just a lasting impact um, on your bottom line, but as <laughs> on your legacy for good in the world. Yeah. That, no, I love it. Thank you so much. Well, uh, it was great to have you here, Scott. It's been so awesome. So I loved it so much. So tell everybody where they can follow you. Before sure, we yeah. I'm on LinkedIn, Scott Craig Porter on there. Right. And we're about ready to release a new version of our website, Forever Vitamin T. 
um, for tacos and transformation. <laughs> um, we'd go on taco tours with CEOs. We should go. Let's go to yeah, Mexico ab- City. Absolutely. And like this immersive experience <laughs> where we'll, where we'll uh, see it all in action. Um, and, uh, and then San Diablo Churros. Um, SanDiabloChurros.com or on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all the things. <laughs> right so, on. Thanks yeah. so much, Scott. Yeah, it's Love great it. to be with you. Thanks, Dalton.